in the world of cybersecurity. There is only one name, from two people, The Jerick Show, Timely Topics, poorly presented. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to The Jerick Show. As always, I am Javad Malik, and alongside me is my lovable colleague, Eric Crone. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. All right. It's Friday. We're looking forward to a weekend. That's all you got is, is yeah, you know, come on. Throw a little throw a little effort into this, Javad. It's our show. <laughs> okay. Okay. How's this for effort? Have you heard of Karl Marx? I, I have. I have, actually. Big beard, right? Okay. Something like that. So he there's a quote of his. He says, religion is the opium for the people. Hmm. Um, and I think he only said that because he didn't live long enough to see social media. <laughs> and social media, I think, is the crack cocaine of this generation. And much like a, a drug addict, they're running after the next high. And when you're running after that high, the blinkers are on. And you just do not care what you trample over, whether you steal from your family, whether you, whatever, you degrade yourself, you want that high. And this is what social media has turned a lot of this generation into. You see like platforms like TikTok, where with young teenagers, they will like humiliate their parents in order to get a, a reaction from them. And what's that? It's for the likes. There's no other reason. Like why, why would you put your parents through that trauma by telling them obscene jokes, uh, if not just to get, a, get that kind of reaction from it. So uh, it brings us on to today's story, which I, which I brought up, which was, uh, you know, are we doing too much to appease social media for the likes? And then are we actually aware of what we're giving up for, to, go, to get those likes? No, that's a good point. You know, and we just we talked a couple of weeks ago about um, all of the different bots and stuff that are out there spinning stuff in social media. But you're right. You know, there's like a dopamine rush when you get a bunch of likes or somebody, you know, something takes off and goes, you know, slightly viral or whatever. There is that rush. And so I think people get tied into that and they want to go back and do it. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people validate through that. And you're right. TikTok is a big one, too. Um, TikTok has not been without its share of controversy as well, um, but it is an interesting platform, you know? Um, I don't know. Do you have a TikTok account, Javad? I don't know. And uh, every report that I read um, pushes me further and further away from it. Uh, there's been many advisories that have gone out about be careful. Um, a few weeks ago, someone on Reddit posted that they reverse engineer TikTok and they claim that they reverse engineer lots of social media apps and TikTok is by far the worst. And in those words, they said it's a data collection engine thinly veiled as a social media platform. Uh, I thought that was a, a nice way to put it. They said that if it's got an API, they will access it and they will pull whatever data they want. Now, uh, it's even more troubling considering that it's owned by China and we have no idea. And, you know, the same laws and regulations and concerns that maybe other countries have you know, they might not share it. So what they're going to do with that data, who knows? Maybe it's only for marketing. Maybe it's only to serve you the most relevant videos to your interest. But I don't know. What What do you think? Do you feel comfortable about so much data being collected by social media like TikTok and sent to foreign countries? 
you know, I've all I've always had concerns like with Facebook. It's always creeped me out a little bit that, you know, you pull into uh, somewhere like a, a car dealership, for example. My wife and I stopped at a car dealership. I don't think we did like anything at that time. And sure enough, later that evening, we're getting car ads, you know, and I don't know if it's coincidence or what, but I, I've always thought that there's some really creepy stuff that goes on with the marketing side of things. And that's certainly a piece of it there, you know. Um, TikTok is no different. And it goes back to that adage that we've already seen, which is, if you're not paying for it, you're the product, right? So gathering that information, yes, it may give you a better experience, but if I'm not mistaken, this one was doing things like grabbing information off your clipboard pretty regularly, right? Is that, did I read that right? That's right, yeah. Uh, there was someone that posted a video on Twitter. It was a short video. They're showing that I think in the new iOS, it notifies you when your clipboard is accessed and uh, information is copied from that. And while using TikTok, every like 20, 30 seconds, TikTok app was grabbing the contents of their clipboard and and sending it off to the TikTok service. That's pretty scary because, you know, your clipboard's used to transfer a lot of things. If you use like um, <clears throat> a password manager, like I use LastPass, I love password managers, you copy things to your clipboard and they do get wiped, you know, fairly quickly. But a lot of times when you're going to apps, you have to copy it uh, and it copies your clipboard and then you paste it from there. Well, they could be grabbing those passwords now and sending it off to China. That's a pretty scary thing when you look at it from that aspect. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, and, and you can't think of any legit business reason for that. It's not like it's marketing data. It's not like it's data that to make the app work better. It's pure on just theft, if, if it's true. And again, I'm going on like this, just one video I saw that someone posted a clip on, obviously like, you know, unless you see the logs or the, or the full breakdown, you know, reserve slight judgment, but you know, if there's a professor plum in the, in the basement <laughs> with a lead pipe, then, you know. <laughs> well, and you got to ask yourself at what point in time, are you willing to put up with ads about something that you may be less interested in versus more interested in based on, you know, the information that they're grabbing from you. And, you know, speaking of apps, there's another thing that I've been seeing a lot. Um, and that is, uh, the COVID trackers. People are, are having a fit about, you know, COVID trackers uh, been installed on my phone and blah, 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 without my permission. And it turns out, I mean, what it really is, is it's essentially the APIs and stuff that allow uh, for the COVID tracker apps if you install them to work. It's not actually the, the thing, but people are really sensitive to that. But then they turn around and, and here TikTok is funneling off every bit of information about them uh, to the Chinese whatever you know some people say it's not run by the government some people do um, but either way it's going offshore and uh, you know that's that's a pretty interesting thing that people would get up in arms about something like a potential covid tracker but not seem to care about this other piece i mean do you think that's a, an issue of people not being educated or not realizing how much these social media apps take yeah i i think so. i think there's an issue of not being educated enough and then there's the relevance to it, uh, to them as a person. So you could tell me that the speed limit on Mars will be 20 miles per hour. Fine. I just don't care. I have no plans of going to Mars. You know, unless there's an immediate impact or, uh, and, and then there's a convenience factor as well. Like the COVID tracker isn't really giving a whole bunch of convenience in, in the minds of people. For, the trade-off isn't, isn't there. Um, but, you know, when, when it comes to TikTok, it feels like a fairer 
fairer transaction. And and the, the point about fair, it reminds me of this thing like um, Robin Williams um, voiced um, done done voice in uh, Aladdin, the uh, animated movie. And for that, famously, he 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 just done it for the for the kids, yeah. So he he cut his fee to whatever millions he normally charges to just seventy five thousand, and he was fine with that. And then the the movie became a box office hit. It, it raked in billions. And then he got really angry. He said, "No, no, no! I want to renegotiate." What? And you know, it's not about the money. It was about that sense of fairness because he just immediately felt like, "Hold on, this isn't fair. I'm only getting that much benefit." So at the moment, people feel like it's fair. I, I, I'll give up some data, and I'll get these entertaining videos or entertaining content. Uh, that's only because they're not seeing the full size of the equation. And once they see that, I think that's when people will be like, hold on, this isn't fair. Uh, I, I don't want to partake in this. Yeah, just to tag into this, um, <clears throat> you know, what people don't understand is that this information about your, your digital fingerprint essentially is being stored somewhere. And that's always at risk, whether it's a Chinese government, whether it's not. I mean, we just saw the story break on Preen.me where about, what, 250 or 350,000 people um, had their information, uh, a lot of social media information, including their Facebook name, um, their email address, home address, skin tone, eye color, and in a lot of cases, their Facebook information and friends list mm -hmm. was also leaked. And, you know, you think of friends list, what's that? Well, if I'm a scammer, I can turn around and then use that to do lookalike accounts and attack people from that. This information is being stored about you in places, and there is value to that. Uh, and, and I don't think people really understand how much value that can be or how dangerous it can be when a digital footprint like that is built about you. That's right. That's right. And, and I think no one really fully understands the value. It's it's that cost versus value. You can understand the cost of something quite easily, but the value of something, it's, it's, it's a bit more intangible. And I don't think we generally, even the companies that are building these, they understand the value in what they have. Uh, and so it becomes very difficult to know where to draw the line in terms of what, what is acceptable to give and not give. What I do think is absolutely clear in my mind is that organizations, these companies that produce these apps, they need to be very clear with the customers or the users as to what they're collecting, why they're collecting, and give users some level of control over that. Because that's the only way users can then make an informed and risk-based decision about whether they want to partake in that or not. Yeah, and turning it off has to be easy. It can't be jumping through a whole bunch of screens and down in some obscure thing, you know, labeled something stupid. It's got to be clear for the people to be able to turn that off or limit the information that's being exposed. So now I agree a hundred percent with you on that. Um, I think it's, it's an interesting issue that we're going to see come up more and more. And, you know, TikTok is, is the hot one right now. There will be other social media networks that are going to be big. I mean, Facebook is big, but so was MySpace, right? If you remember way back to those days of, of shiny yeah. bling pages, um, it, it's only going to continue. That's all. Yeah. Did you have your own GeoCities page back in the day? I don't think I had GeoCities. I definitely had a MySpace, though. Right. GeoCities is where I learned HTML, and I felt like such a such a coder with the blink tags and the headers and everything and the scrolling text. Hacker man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hacker man, indeed. indeed. 
Yeah. Cool. Even now, I crack my knuckles every now and then. I view source code and I recognize some snippets of HTML. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, thanks for the great story. Actually, it's fantastic to be able to talk about this and, and think about that. And, uh, you know, we just got to consider how we're going to move forward and, you know, how we're going to educate people on the risks with this. Because really, that's that's, I think, what's going to come down to is making sure that people understand the risks versus the reward. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the things I don't have the answers. I don't think anyone has the answers, but as, 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 ma as more people get made aware and educated, we can arrive at some form of consensus as to what's socially acceptable, what social contracts should exist or not. Gotcha. And next week we should talk about facial recognition. <laughs> that would be an interesting I've one. I've right? got a story about that, actually. <laughs> All right, cool. I think we're about out of time this week. Um, you know, again, great topic, Javad. I appreciate it. And uh, why don't you close us out? Okay. Stay secure, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>